Traditions in the Great Outdoors. Welcome to Ozark Traditions TV Podcast, a place where outdoor topics are discussed. Now sit back as today's host brings you the outdoors inside. Ozark Traditions in the Great Outdoors. All right, guys, welcome back to another OTTV podcast. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm TJ, that's Matt, and we got Justin on the phone. The genius is over here out in the dark hiding. Uh, we got a heck of a show tonight. We got uh, Chris Eirich on here, here in just a little bit to talk about. He killed the first ever Missouri elk with a bow. So I'm anxious to hear about that. Uh, let's talk about this hunting season a little bit to get this thing kicked off. Justin, have you done any hunting, man? Here recently, I guess I should say. Well, you know, we had you season this past weekend. That is right. Why did that just flew I right over the top of my head? Because you're all jacked yeah. up about the elk hunt. That's right. Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, we uh, we went out. I took my nephew out. Me and my brother did. Uh, this is his second year hunting. Last year, eh, wasn't so good. This year, he did a little bit better. We was only out there for two hours. I called an audible at five o'clock in the morning and decided I was going to go to a wheat patch instead of the dollhouse, which the wheat patch is before the dollhouse, because we already walked about a mile to get to this place where I put a pop-up blind. And, uh, and cause my little nephew, he was, he was tired of walking by that time. I can imagine. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we used him as a pack mule. We made him carry everything. No, uh, we, uh, we stopped there and sat there for probably about an hour, hour and a half, you know, when daylight broke and we let him do it all. We, we let him look for the deer and I just filmed it and he spotted a couple of deer and asked if he could shoot them. And I told him pick whichever one he wanted and he wound up choosing the, the bigger one. And I arranged it for him to tell him, you know, how far it was and, it was only 48 yards when he uh, when he shot it, and it ran about 60 yards into what I call the jungle. It's just a bunch of overgrown green briars and stuff. And uh, he, the, the deer died in probably the best spot there was in a great big old opening, which if, if it makes it to TV, you'll see what I'm talking about there. But it wound up being a eight-pointer. But it was a unique eight-pointer. I had seen this deer last year, and I thought about hunting him, but I never did. I just never really got around to it. Uh, he had a broken nose. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a deer with a oh, broken yeah, nose. Oh, yeah, I had nose. one out here last year I called the broke nose eight. He had a big old hump in his nose. It was weird looking. And I think it must be something, something they do, I mean, because there's been a couple deer like that. Yeah, well, this one was curved a little bit. Yeah, it is actually a big curve, and I never named a deer, but my nephew named it Broken Nose Willie. I don't know where he come up with Willie, but he named it Broken Nose Willie. I like so it. That's yeah, we, that's what we called it from ever since he killed it, and he wound up getting a European mount done on it. So I haven't got to see it yet. I don't know if he's got it back yet or not, but uh, it. it he had probably the best time, and it, it was pretty sentimental. I did a live on it. Uh, it was the first time all three of us had been together hunting since my dad had passed away, and he's always been kind of in the background with us, and it was a pretty special moment. Yeah. Well, I'm anxious to see it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
I mean, I, it was a really nice deer. I seen it on your, uh, on, well, on the OTTV page and the Facebook, you know, we had a lot of youth yeah. hunters do pretty good this year. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody. If but, you're listening and you shared a picture to the, to the Facebook page, thanks a lot. I mean, we really enjoy the joy seeing all the kids out there. Uh, while we're on the topic of youth season, uh, me and Matt both took our kids out, uh, Saturday morning, me and Drakey went and we seen a spike and I couldn't get him, get him on it. And he was froze out by about eight thirty, So we didn't sit very long. Uh, so we went out and I had another field and this field's been filling up with deer every time I've sat down there. Well, I really, <laughs> I really wanted him to kill a buck, you know? And, uh, I got him up early that morning and he wanted to shoot a buck too, obviously, but, and we're sitting in the blind while he falls asleep. And I'm like, all right, he's being quiet. I'm just going to leave him alone. You know, he's, and I mean, when he fall, I say falling asleep. I mean, this boy was in a different time zone. He was slobbering and snoring. And I got some footage of it. You'll see it. Well, I'm looking and here come this little five half rack looking five point buck. He jumps the fence. I'm like, okay. I'm like, Drake, wake up. And he's, you know, he ain't waking up. And I'm like, oh, God. I say, like, Drake, come on. Hurry, you don't wait. Well, then I finally get him woke up. Well, I just scare him. He don't know where he's at. He don't know what's going on. He starts crying. And I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? And he's like, well, I don't know. Well, this deer finally leaves. So I have to get his composure back to him. You know, I'm like, it's all right. You know, he thought I was mad at him or something. And I'm like, no, I just trying to get, you know, there's a buck out there. And he finally gets his bearings about him. And I was like, maybe you ought to just stay up. You know, it was about five o'clock, so there wasn't that much time left. And, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes later, this little fawn walks out in the field and I said, well, there's a deer right there, Drake. And he goes, yeah. And he's looking at it and he goes, dad, he said, I think that one's a little too small. I said, yeah, I mean, I'm not, if he wanted to shoot it, shoot it. I'm not going to tell him either way. I was like, all right, buddy, we'll just wait. You know, we got another day tomorrow. Cause it was about five 45. It was starting to get dark, you know, and, but she kept on looking up in the woods behind her. And, uh, I was like, well, there may be more deer, Drakey. Let's just wait. So we're sitting there. And, uh, before I get to the end of the story, I almost forgot. I had him a youth model 243 to hunt with little bitty sawed off deal. And I had it sighted in for 50 yards dead on. And I thought that's good. Well, where we're going, it's a field. So I was like, man, me and my brother's like, well, let's shoot it at a hundred yards and just make sure it's close. And, uh, we shot it and it was like two inches low and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to crank her up a little bit to where it's dead on at a hundred. I thought that'd be perfect. So I moved the scope. We shoot it again. It shoots three foot to the right. That ain't going to work. And I'm like, whoa, like almost missed the whole four by eight sheet of plywood. And I'm like, what the heck? So we move it back. Well, then it's shooting it. Uh, we never did get this thing sighted. It was shooting all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, I can't have him hunt with that. So I'm scrambling around and we're trying to think of something. Well, I get to the house and I got my old lever action Marlin thirty thirty leaned over there in the closet and I was like, I, he's got one of them bog field pods and I laid it up on there and I said, Bubby, get up there and try to look through that. Tell me if you can see. And he's got it. He's like, oh yeah, I can see good. I said, you can see good, huh? And he's like, yep. So we took it out in the field and I, I let him shoot it because I'm like, well, let's shoot it. And he shot and I mean at 75 yards hit perfect just inch above the bullseye i had drew on there and i thought well what do you did it kick you real hard and with that bipod it kind of took all the kick out of it and which a 30 30 don't kick real hard but guys my son's six years old and he weighs 45 pounds you know he's not very big 
And I'm like, well, what do you think, buddy? And he's like, no, I'm, that was, I was like, all right. So, and the crazy thing about that gun is my dad bought it when he was in high school and he killed his first deer with it. I shot my first deer with it. My brother shot his first deer with it. My wife killed her first deer with it. Now this wasn't Drake's first deer because he killed one with his, with a crossbow, but this was his first deer with a bow, a gun. So back to the story, we got the old 30, 30 laid up in there and that little doe kept looking back up in the woods and about that time, two big does, and I mean big doe, one of them was, comes out, and I'm like, well, Drake, there's some more deer. I said, do you want to just wait for a buck tomorrow? Well, that ship sailed. He's like, nope, I'm going to shoot that one. I said, okay. So we put it on him. I said, he's like, can you help me? I was like, no, I want you to do it all on your own. So he's whittling it around there, and he, he gets it. I said, can you see her? I said, yeah. Or he said, yeah. And I said, is it on her shoulder? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dad, it's on her shoulder. And I just made him hold it there for like a minute. And I was like, just hold it on her for just a little bit. Keep it on her shoulder. I said, just keep following her. Well, she wasn't doing anything crazy. He's just out there feeding in this field. And I'm like, well, we better shoot her. If we're going to shoot her, the light's starting to get pretty dark. And so I cranked the hammer back and I said, all right, buddy, just squeeze the trigger. And he shoots and she just turns around and runs off. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, all right, buddy. I was like, it's okay. You missed her. And he goes, oh, I didn't miss her. And, you know, and I'm like, well, she should have been should have done something you know and i'm like all right i said it's fine you know we got tomorrow well i about got him all disheartened right now I mean, i'm like well you know it's all right well we'll go look for some blood so i get my camera and i get my light and uh we're walking up through there and i was like just look for some blood you know where do you think you hit her about that time the light picks up a reflection out there and that deer was laying 12 feet from where he shot it laying right there dead in the field he shot her perfect behind the shoulder killed her deader than hammer and he turned around and looked at me and said i told you and i was like <laughs> but i you know he killed him a doe uh my nephew bryson killed him a doe which if you want when you watch this on the show next year you'll have to forgive me because i kept calling him drake's nephew it's right. his cousin yeah, let's go ahead he's and, your nephew he is my nephew <laughs> He is Drake's cousin. I'm going to clear the mud right there on that. But I called him Drake's nephew the entire night because my wife watched it and she goes, it's his cousin. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you keep saying Drake's nephew is over here hunting with his dad, which we filmed. My brother filmed it too. I haven't watched all the footage, but it looked pretty good. You know, I don't know how good his opening interview was. He didn't do one. Yeah, he did. He just didn't say anything about us. He just said, we're out here hunting somebody's property on you know like whatever <laughs> but you know he hasn't it's never like done an old this tk and mike episode yeah, he hasn't something. never done this before so but he has a good you know they've done a good recovery and all that so we killed a couple deer uh matt you took your boys out yeah yeah i took uh well my cousin michael came down and his boy joshua killed an ice eight pointer mm-hmm. um and then i guess follow-up story on that um yeah he shot that bow, that buck, that 11-pointer with his bow, what's it been, two, three weeks ago? About two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the neighbor called me day before yesterday and said that he found it. So, he brought me the horns yesterday. Yeah. So. Well, that's a good. We got that you know, they kind of. So, that's kind of a. Which he doesn't know he that He doesn't yet. know that yet, but his birthday is Saturday. So, so, yeah, he's going to get a stinky deer head for his birthday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I bet he'll be tickled Happy about birthday, it, Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I took both my boys, which that's kind of a tough deal for me. One gets one day and the other one gets the anybody, other. Anybody watching or listening here, Matt's got twin boys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get into that more yeah. because they look alike. Right. 
But man, you talk about totally opposite personalities. Um, this was Isaac's first year deer hunting. He hasn't really had any interest in deer hunting. We took him, he killed even his first gobbler, uh, this year and that kind of lit the fire. He was, mm-hmm. you know, cause he loves to fish, but he's not real big on the hunting deal. So, uh, so I said, well, you know, Asa was like, well, I've killed, you know, I've killed a doe. I've killed a buck. So, you know, you can go, you know, you can go first. Or right. So he and I have been going, we've been scouting, running our trail cameras, put out blinds, all that stuff. And he, he saw this buck. And uh, he named him the Supreme Seven. He's a great big seven-pointer. And so I made the mistake. Isaac's a busybody, man. He can't sit still for five minutes. Yeah. And I should have just took him. We should have sat on one of the green fields and let him shoot a doe and be happy. We get down there in this field, I mean, fills up with does. We got like nine does in front of us. And he can't sit still for nothing. And when I say got does in front of us, I'm talking... 15 yards from the blind yeah and he's over there fidgeting and shuffling around i'm like buddy you gotta be quiet you know so scares all the does out of the field you know hits the blind they run out of it i'm like i should have just let him shoot one of the does i guess you know right and uh look down at the far end of the field and there's that seven pointer he's just in the edge and so i have him get on him he finds him in the scope which it's too far it's probably 125 and he's in the edge of the timber. I mean, he's not in yeah, the not, field. Yeah, not a not a clean shot, and not a good shot for a little kid. I don't think. So I'm like, okay, man. Unfortunately, you know that was his turn, right? And so we didn't get a deer. And then I took my my other boy Ace. He's patient. He's laid back, Mister Easy Going. You know. Right. And we sat there, and the does wouldn't come into the field. They were up on that ridge and i could see him i could glass them with binoculars and they're just feeding around up there and they wouldn't come into the field i'm assuming because we scared them all out the yeah. night before yeah and so we're sitting there well my wife came with us to film which you know i could help him a little more yeah oh it's way easier but she made me film so then i was still kind of a lot on me but anyway yeah. uh, <laughs> so that, she was just a bystander right she was just there for moral support but uh anyways so where I'm sitting out in the blind, I'm way over to the left. And I told my wife, I'm like, hey, you've got to watch the back of this field. Because I said, he's bedding on this other ridge. He's going to cross. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't see it. So you're going to have to keep an eye on it. Okay, yeah. Well, I look over there. They're watching cooking videos on the cell phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they, 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 got the, they got the volume muted, but they're over there watching cooking videos or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, I, I lean forward in the blind where I can look out the window he's standing at the back standing, of the field. Yeah. And I'm like, you've got, you had one job. Yeah, you had one job to watch out <laughs> you for had, deer. I, I can't do it all. You know right. I mean? I'm like, you had one job. Yeah. I'm like, there he is right there. Oh, I didn't see him. I'm like, yeah, because he's not on your phone. He's not yeah, Jordan, no. or, Jordan or what's like Chef Jordan Ramsey. Ramsey Gordon right? Ramsey. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, there he is. I'm like, oh gosh. All right. Well, he, same exact spot from the night before goes up in the edge of the woods. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Still no shot. You know, I'm trying to get Ace to at least look at him right. you know, through the scope so yeah. we can see him and, you know, find his target in the scope, all that good stuff. So I grunt and snort wheeze at him. I'm like, well, let's just see. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll, Yeah, you know, there's a pile of does up on the ridge. Maybe he's aggressive. And Because he's a, I mean, he's a pretty good size. Oh, buck. yeah. He's not, when we say Supreme 7, he's Oh, he's not, Supreme. Yeah, he's a nice deer. And that. Uh, he takes about five steps and beds down 
for one hour. <laughs> and we, so I sat there with the binoculars watching this deer for an hour. And I'm like, what is in the, all these does are still feeding up on the ridge. I'm like, what are they going to do? He comes down on the edge of the field and starts walking up the edge of the field towards us. And I'm like, all right, it's going to happen. Right. You know, we've shot about a half a box of shells through the 243 that morning. Aces dialed in, ready to go. He walks about halfway up that field and turns like he's going to go up the ridge. And I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be now or never kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I told Ace when he came into the field, I'm like, just get on him, stay on him. You know? Mm-hmm. But when he turned broadside, I was like, you on him? He's like, yep. I said, I'm going to shut your safety off. You know, shoot him. Well, my wife, as this deer's coming down the edge of the field, she's like, Ace, you've got to calm down. He's just shaking like a leaf. You know, so I'm I'm running the I'm running the video camera, and then I've got my binoculars up, and I hear my wife. She's like, "Ace, you got to calm down." And I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, buddy." You just yeah, gotta, you got to you got to stop breathe. shaking. Just breathe, <laughs> just breathe through it, buddy. Just breathe. You know, it's okay. And I'm shaking like a leaf too. And so, anyways, he gets up there and he shoots this sucker, and he mule kicks. It's gorgeous. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he smoked him." Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Well, when you when you when I watched the footage, I mean, you guys, this thing kicked like it looked like a bucking horse, right? But then, just I'm thinking he just barely grazed. Well, when we went back and watched the footage, and you slow it down real slow, and you can see he just barely grazes the outside, the front of his brisket. I mean, it you could see his brisket kind of wiggle, and you could see the hair just right off the. I mean, honestly, the deer probably doesn't even know he got shot. Right. So that was that was what we had, and. You know, I hated it for him, and that was, and, and I wish they get would get one more day. Yeah, I, I wish the youth hunt would three run, days would be nice. Would run like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or something, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something. Yeah, but one more day, I think we could have got it done. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you they, know, I you mean, could have on a doe, right? So. Right. They get four days total. Yeah, they get another right. one. Uh, well, yeah, the last week of November, they get another one. Right, but I'm talking for their yeah. You know, I guess the first youth portion, if you right, will. right. But we'll take them. You know, during rifle season, I'll take them, and hopefully, which you know, we're talking about the youth season. But me and Matt actually done a little hunting of our own two days before that. It rained Thursday and Friday the day, so me and Matt was both off work. And I come over to his house, and we were talking, and I'm like, "Man, I was like, I was scouting the other day, and this big tree fell down, and I was like, I think it'd be an awesome spot for a ground blind." And Matt's like, "All right." I was like, well, if I go stick a ground blind up there, you want to come film with me tonight? Which people, me and Matt, have not hunted at all this year together. No. And I, mean, I and I went and moved the shooting house with the bobcat. Right. So he's like, all right, I'll do this. And then when I'm done, we'll go over there and hunt. So I go over there and I brush this thing in. I'm thinking, she's beauty. I mean, you, which it was. And it's raining, you know, and I was like, a perfect time to do it. I mean, yeah, I got wet, but there was, I didn't bother nothing. So me and Matt, we head back out there and we got a little late to start. What the heck was we doing? I don't know. Somehow, for some reason, we got out there at like four o'clock. So we do our interview at the truck. Yeah, yeah we didn't work and we still I, got out there late. I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, let's just do it now because I said we may walk in on one, which thank we God did. we did because we're walking down to this ground blind. We're sneaking and we're, I'm watching. Matt's watching. We get t- two feet from the ground blind. And Matt goes, whoa, 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 right here, right here. And I'm like, what? He's like, there's a buck laying. 45 yards from the blind. And I said, where? And then I seen it and he's not joking. We filmed it. He did this pretty nice eight point buck is just laying and he's looking the other way, but he kind of, 
he kind of like turned his head. He didn't look, never looked at us, but he was, you could tell he had his ears back towards us. He was listening back that way. So we're, we're stuck. Now, if he'd have just turned around, we were hosed because oh, yeah. me and Matt's just standing I'm, out there. I'm no, standing behind a sapling about four inches around. Right. And it don't hide me. No. You know, it was like that Aaron Donald commercial where he's standing behind a tree or whoever that, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? that meme. Yeah, that's what we looked like. Well, thank God we, he just looks the other way, and I'm like, now or never, man. And the wind started blowing. So we, we literally get snuck into this ground line. Tripod, backpack. Ten tons of camera gear, yeah. You know, anybody filming knows how this is. We've got everything. And uh, we get all set up, and we do another interview, and I look out the window, and there's a deer standing there. I'm like, oh, God, it ended up being the same deer, but he gave us a little mild heart attack. And uh, he got up and went on down to the this draw, and I'm like, Matt, I think these deer... I posted a Facebook video the day before when I was going in there. I walked right up on all these bucks bedded in there. I'm like, I think they're going to be right there again. I didn't spook them. And I was dead on on this. I'm going to take all the credit for this. I was so proud of this. Every one of them deer walked right up out of where I said they would. Yep. And we're sitting there, and there's two or three nice bucks coming up out of there. And there was this little doe fawn with these two bucks. And I thought, well, that's weird. And I mean fawn fawn, like baby. So, they, you know, it wasn't trying to breed her or nothing like that. And I was like, man, that's just no, don't make any sense to me that that little fawn. I was like, there's got to be like a, a mama doe around here somewhere. And she's just hanging out waiting for... Well, it wasn't 20 minutes later. Here come this big doe up out of the bottom. And, boy, she spotted us or something. Like, she come up there and looked over there at that tree. And, I mean, she didn't freak out, but she's like, whoa, that tree looks different. I think she's like, there's Matt and TJ. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please don't blow. Because all these other bucks are just standing there. And at this time, we didn't know what was following her. And I'm like, man, I hope she don't freak out. And Matt's filming this doe, and we went back and watched the footage and never seen this until we went. That big old buck is standing back there behind her, and we never even knew it. Nope. She kind of finally calms down and goes on, well, the big drop time 10, there he is. Matt's like, bro, right there, big buck, big buck. And he comes up in there, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is. Well, at first you're like, no, no, it's not him. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I was like, are you sure? And Matt's like, unless there's another one with a drop time on that, that's him. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I started getting pretty excited. And Matt got pretty excited too because this is the first time. Now, guys, I've seen this deer. Me and him are just buddies, you know. He, uh, they're, I, they're pen pals. Yeah, we, we have history. So I've seen him before. But this is the first time Matt's got to see him in a, in a well, this the year. wild. And, yeah, this Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he comes up there and he's coming in kind of, sort of. He's 50, 60 yards from us just right on the edge of where I'd want to shoot through the timber. You know, I'm at 40, I'd feel comfortable. And these deer, all them little, but he finally gets up there and Matt grunts at him and boy, he kind of bristled up and I thought, Oh, it's going to happen. Well, all of a sudden this little buck and that doe, they all just take off running. And I'm like, what happened? You know, when the big buck, he's staying there like us, like what happened? You know? And we're like, man, something's not right. Did they wind us? You know, we're we're thinking we're the stupid blind. Which, you know, and we've and we've checked the wind. Yeah, and it was forty eleven times. Yeah, but the whole time I'm like cussing this blind. I'm like, it's this blind. You know, we shouldn't be hunting out this blind. It's these blinds. You know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're watching him, and this goes on for a while, and then all of a sudden he just snaps his head up the hill behind him, and then just turns around, and takes off running. And Matt's like, it's not us, man. He's like, there's something up there that just scared the living crap out of that deer. 
It wasn't two minutes. Here comes this bobcat. And I mean, just full force running down the hill. Scared these all these deer off. It was just, I've never wanted to kill a bobcat more in my <laughs> life than that day right there. Yeah, me too. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. Well, it gets better, actually. The next day, I go down and put a camera up in this bottom that's below where he was at just to try to get an eye on where he's coming from. I put the camera up. It was 11 o'clock. 11.04. Okay. I leave, whatever. Come back, check the camera. That buck walked past that camera at 11.25. I'm, I'm just like, man, this thing is going to, I'm going to have gray hair. I think he knows. He's he, just like, you know what? If I hang out at 60 yards, he ain't going to try. He can't shoot me. He and if I just wait, try. I'm going to walk in front of every camera he's got right after he leaves. I mean, it's just like, guys, did he hang a new set over here? I'm going to yeah. stroll. I'm going to stroll by this I'm camera, gonna chew on his bow rope for a minute, and then I'm going to leave. But this thing is just I have, killing me. I have two deer exactly like that myself. And I, this buck is hey. a five and a half year old buck, guys. I mean, he is a mature deer, and I have seen him in daylight six times now and cannot kill it. I'm well, hoping to even the odds with a rifle, but he probably ain't even going to show up then. He's got so much footage of this dude. It'll be like a it'll be like a week long series on Ozark Traditions. Oh TV. yeah, I mean I got I've got three and a half hours of just well, it's like the Monty or the Stauffer guy, you know, recording animal. I'm good at recording animals in the wild. I filmed him for 27 minutes the other night. Yeah, just him, just him. That's not counting the other deer. And I, you know, I had this deer at two feet. I've had him at 60 yards. I've had him 25 yards. 23. 23 yards last year. Anybody wanting to know or is curious, or I'll just tell you, if you watch the episode from OTTV from this season, the buck that I missed at 23 yards is the same buck. He ha- he now has a drop time, and he's gained about 25 inches. So, And he's still just tormenting me. I just, I don't know, guys. I can't kill it. <laughs> well, and then we had him come on while before we was getting ready to do the podcast. A buddy of mine that hunts out there, he went out there and hunted tonight. And the whole time, I'm just holding my breath. I mean, I, I'm I'm fifty fifty on this deal because if he killed it, it'd be cool. But God, I did not want him to kill it. <laughs> so he calls me right when we're getting ready to do the podcast, and it was the the most I've ever been scared to answer a phone call. Well, the best part was tonight. TJ gets in the truck and he's like, "I'm a nervous wreck." And I'm thinking to do the podcast. No, the podcast don't bother me. And this he's like, he's like. He's like, Brad's hunting out at Dan's tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. Because this guy is a big buck killer, guys. Like, he, you know, he's been up north hunting. And maybe we'll get Brad to come on the show with us sometime and talk. I'm sure he would. He's a really cool guy. But he don't mess around, guys. Like, he'll kill him. he's killed some dandies. (laughs) Down there. (laughs) Right. So, I was just all night, which he told me, he's like, man, I don't, you know, I won't shoot him because he's been, and I'm like, dude, you see this deer, you're going to shoot him. I mean, it's, you're not going to be like, oh, I ain't going to shoot that. He's only 155 inch buck with a drop time. Yeah, I can shoot that deer. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. You know, you're shooting it. So all night long, I was just sick to my stomach and he called and he's like, no, we didn't even see a deer. And I was like, all right, well, you don't even need to hunt down there ever again. There's no deer down there. <laughs> so I went out. I went out Saturday evening after after we got done with the youth hunt and stuff. I went out and sat in my little spot, and uh, I had an encounter again with 
one of the bucks that I was chasing, and he got he got thirty eight yards from me. But before I get into what I did, um, I I didn't see nothing all afternoon, you know, and it was getting close to dark, and my father in law was out checking cows, and I got a text saying, "Hey, you know, there's this deer." up here on the uh, 25 acre hick field i said okay what is he and and is he with anybody he said yeah he's with a uh like an eight pointer and uh and looks like a uh six or seven pointer i said okay i said is he a 10 pointer he said he looks pretty close i said okay i think i know which one you're talking about and he's he's wide and he's tall i've got very few pictures of him but i've seen him a couple of times you know and well, about an hour later, I, I catch the uh, the horn be bopping over the hill coming right to me. And at that point, I thought, oh, my gosh, he, you know, he's coming right to me. So I got the camera and everything set up, and I was, I was ranging him as he was coming. He got the 50, then he got the 45, then he got the 40, and he paused for a couple of seconds. So I went ahead and pulled my bow back when he, when he paused. I went ahead and pulled it back. And I got set, and I, I told myself he needs to take two more steps because I want him a little bit more in front of the camera. And I was watching the camera, and he made them two steps, and I got him right in my peep, and I hit the old button, and all I heard was the god awful commotion where I had shot a hole through my blind. I was just getting ready to say, did you hit your ground now, line? Yes, I did, and I broke about a half a dozen deer crossing archery arrows across my knee. Mm. I was livid. It ain't even fit for TV. I was so ticked off. Yeah, I was. Hey, I was livid. You hey. can't see this, Justin, but I just remembered I have a camera in front of my face. I'm going to show you guys this. Right here is the picture of me. I'll let it focus right there. That's at 11:04. All right. This is this buck right here at 1129. I'll show you, Matt. It's it's pretty gut-wrenching. There's me. Yeah. So. It's mind games. He's playing mind games with you. Guys, he's just, he's just, a, he's wearing me down. He'd be an now, awesome buck to have famous on the OTV. What I gotta know when, is, what I gotta know, Justin. How much were you loving that ground blind you hunt out of? Well, I still like it. Here's the deal: uh, you gotta buy, to, you gotta go to Walmart, buy some arrows, break them over the knee. Put yeah, them, leave put, the deer well, crossing arrows yeah, out yeah, of it, man. It wasn't their me. fault. <gasps> Guys, I've almost forgot. You did. I'm on the board with the groundhog. Is it on film? Yes, sir. All right. I've got Uh-oh. the whole hunt. I'm sitting. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot about this. You didn't even tell me about it. I know. I was so... This buck's got me all messed up. So, I'm sitting down in this bottom two two nights ago. And I'm sitting there, and it's like 4 o'clock. I get down there at one thirty. I got off early one day, and we. I was like, I'm going straight to the woods. It's November. And I'm sitting there, and I heard something coming. And I'm like, oh, man. Deer right here. I turn around. Whistle pig. And I'm like, ooh. I know I, this is the thing now. So 
<laughs> one of my, you remember how you tell me how one of them broadheads, like the stuff was rattling around in it? Yeah. It has no blades on it. It's just a deal. <laughs> it's, it's a rage chisel tip, but it is just the body. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, shooting with that, you know? That'll work. I shot that thing. It shot like six inches high. And he's like, whoo, you know, what was that? I'm like, God, I missed him, you know? So I'm digging around. I grab another arrow. I got the old Montec. I got a plethora of broadheads in this quiver. Every brand. Yeah, I only hunt with two, the good ones, but I got a couple squirrel arrows, I guess you could say. And, uh, well, he stands up and he's looking. And I thought, oh, you're done, buddy. Whack. And I mean, I nailed him. And I was like, I got all pretty excited about it. I got, so I pack him up to the house. I actually skinned this thing. I have not ate it yet. I'm going to try this. I packed him back to the house. So we're going to see. Let's, let's smoke him. Maybe. Shit. I, you know, I did smoke him with a Montec. Maybe we well, smoke him I mean, on this. You know what I'm saying. But I was, I got to get the footage to Matt so he can, it's got to be on, at least on the, on the Facebook page. Cause everybody else is going to kill. I was watching a groundhog whenever I got the tech. Because where I have my blind set up, it's right by a dozer deck. And the groundhog kept coming out on this old tree log. And I was thinking, well, I ought to shoot him. No, you've but already killed yours the for the year, sir. Matt's the only one that hasn't killed one yet. Both Matt's. No, I think Matt Smith killed one, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Matt did shoot one. That's all right. We got tech. Matt Miller, you need to get Now, let, let's just go out on this deal right here. Ain't nobody killed more this year than me. Right. I just haven't. <laughs> I didn't know he was filming it. Well, I didn't either. I just had my camera. I'm deer hunting. I mean, but I'm not, not going to shoot the groundhog. Well. It's like the armadillo, you know. It's just. I didn't. I mean, I've been, I had I've a, been scouting one. I, yeah. Got one on the Reconyx camera. <laughs> I had a possum come up to me the other day. Hey, they say it. leave the possums alone. They eat ticks. And turkey eggs. And turkeys. Oh, yeah. And turkey eggs, yeah. <laughs> But they eat a tick. Yeah. He, so yeah. so turkeys. Well, I, he don't. He eats more turkey eggs than he does ticks. I bet the turkeys opinion. eat more ticks than he does. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, guys, one of these days, one of us has got to kill a deer. The kids My are just wearing is, us down. <laughs> my season's horrible it, I, I'm to the breaking point I walked in the house Saturday evening my wife looked at me and she said you need to do something different mm-hmm. I gotta stop hunting this deer I gotta just that's, you know, my, that's actually you me. know what my brother he's already killed his buck and he's got a little property over in Richland and he's been having a really nice I mean he's not a giant but he's a nice mature buck and he's like brother he said you need to just get away from that one and come over here. He said he's been here every day. And I'm like, yeah. But we just haven't got on the same page to go out there and hunt. But I got to get away from that one for just a minute because I say that I'll be back out there tomorrow trying to kill him. But it, you need to just come film me. I'll shoot Joker and then we'll you go should ahead. do that. Yeah. Won't you? Yeah. Let's just do that. Won't you find him, get him patterned? We'll just kill him. And, yeah. No big deal. It's easy. I don't know. Why. It may sound. It may sound crazy to the listeners and you guys, but I'm switching gears. I'm going to go try to kill a doe just just to get it away. Get, yep. To get that it, that's what you got to do, man. Just go out there and get you a deer killed. Get your confidence built yeah. up. You know, I have, I think rifle season, season is going to do us all just a little bit of good. Help heal the heart just a hair because it don't matter. I dare him to try to show up like he has been on me this year. When I got the old three seven five, because it'll be a different outcome. He won't be safe at this sixty. Is, no, no. 
this is this is the worst hunting season I have had in twenty. Oh, well, this is the best hunting years. season I've had without killing a deer. Well, I mean, I say that I've killed well, a couple does, but for, without shooting a buck. For it's, seeing, for seeing bucks, for getting bucks close and not really having to work that hard for them, it's been great. But actually getting them on the ground, it's been the hardest. Yeah, I hear you, man. I've got a whole storybook wrote. <laughs> Well, you just see. Well, you didn't see it, but you'll see it. I mean, he's following me around. <laughs> it's not even funny anymore. Who's hunting who at this? Right? Point? Yeah, I don't know. But all right, guys. Well, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna have Chris Irick on here talking about his elk. So that sounds like I think it's gonna be pretty good. I'm anxious to hear about how all that went down. So stick with us, and we'll be right back. Hi folks, this is Matt Smith of Ozark Traditions TV. I hope you are enjoying this OTTV podcast. When you're not listening to the team members discuss hunting strategies and telling stories, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch your favorite episodes there. And while you're on the web, head on over to our Facebook page and give us a like. Thanks for listening to this week's OTTV podcast. Hunting with my family, who could ask for more? All right, guys, welcome back to the OTDV podcast. We have on the phone with us right now, Chris Eirick, who killed a Missouri elk with a bow. The first. the first Missouri elk with a bow, is that correct? That's where it is. Boy, I tell you, that's pretty awesome deal right there. So, uh, where are you from, Chris? Let's tell everybody, kind of get to know you a little bit here. Uh, from Fair Grove, uh... Fair Grove, Missouri. I lived there, grew up and lived there all my life. I moved to Pleasant Hope well, 10 years ago, and that's where I've been living ever since. Yeah. So are you a, you're a pretty big bow hunter, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. I, I've been hunting my whole life, bows and guns. Whatever you could, yeah, guns. whatever you got to use to get you out there. Well, see, guns, I started out with rifles as a kid, and then as I grew up, that got too easy to switch to pistols, and then that that got too easy. So then I switched to bows, and then of course, uh, of course that? when I got older and had back injuries and all that, I had to quit shooting the rifles, and then I had to quit shooting the bows. And now I use crossbows and air bows, air rifles. <laughs> Dang! So you've done it all. I try. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, That's did you what put, life's about, right? Oh, yeah. Did you put in for the elk tag last year, too? No. No, I didn't even put in for it. I, I just vaguely heard about it and then forgot about it. You know what? That is so awesome because my buddy Matt here said, I'm not putting in for it because I'm not going to get drawn, and he didn't put in for it last year. And I'm like, man, it only takes one time. And <clears throat> Yeah. The, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess just the once. That's awesome. Hey, That's, I just... I thought, well, you know what? That would be kind of cool. I've always wanted to go. I've ate elk, but uh, and saw pictures of them, but that was about it. And I'd always dreamed about it, but figured I'd never make it. You know? And then I put in for this one, and uh, man, I, I put in for it, prayed about it, and forgot about it. And then I got a call. That's so and, crazy. Whoo! 
I was hooting and hollering. And oh, like, yeah. No way. Who is this calling me? <laughs> Prank call. <laughs> how much How much scouting did you do once you got the call that you've been drawn? Well, I want to do – I had planned on – because I'm, I'm retired. I still got to do stuff every now and then, but I'm, I'm retired. I got uh, – um, but I, I planned on going down there for a couple of months and just living in the woods for a couple of months. That uh, sounds like a great idea. Things, yeah, that would have been good, but stuff kept coming up and man, it's getting closer and closer. And it was like two weeks before the hunt. I was like, that's it. I ain't taking, I don't care what happens. I'm gone. So anyways, now, yeah, I, I'm going to ask you to get into your story. Tell us your story here in just a second. But I want to ask you, uh, did you see any other elk or is that the only one? Oh, yeah. I saw some. Uh, it started out, I mean, me and my little brother and his stepson went down there for the weekend and uh, thought we'd scout it out and do a little deer hunting. And uh, so we started off, went the Peck's Ranch to where they raise them, you know, to see what they look like in the wild. So we drove all around there and had a heck of a time even finding any. And finally come across three of them, a uh, five by four and a spike and a cow. And then it's like, okay, now I got a visual of what it looks like out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was my main deal, you know. When you're when you're out, you want to have something to picture, you know. Because I'd never, you know, I didn't know anything about this and the country. I didn't know anything about. So, so you just went yeah, in I had to, blind, right? Yeah, I had. I, well, when I when I finally got the call and it's like, yeah, I got to get ready. I mean, had a few months, but I started buying stuff. First, I bought a air boat or an, yeah, I bought an air, an air rifle, 50 caliber air rifle because, you know, this hunt started last year and then, uh, five guys had already got them with rifles. I was thinking, you know, with the elk, it's like the videos. I had to watch thousands of videos to, even learn that but it's like yeah you got to get them from a long ways off pretty much mm. and uh so i, I want to be different i so i thought well i'll be i want to be the first to get one with an air rifle so i got a 50 caliber air rifle and started practicing with it and checking it out and I, yeah this thing will do the job and then as time went on i, I moved on to bought an air bow and, uh, then, uh, was playing around with it. And then, of course, it was, you know, I could only use it during rifle season because of the regulations on it. And so then I thought, well, you know what? I could get a good crossbow and, uh, get, get ahead of the game. And, uh, so I finally got a hold of a Midwest archery over here and talked to them about it. I said, look, I, I draw that elk tag, and uh, I, I'm needing something like the best you got, you know, the fastest, 
the most accurate, the smallest, lightest. <laughs> so anyway, they hooked me up with the Raven 29X, which is quite a bow. I, yeah, I that's practicing a, with it. <laughs> I know somebody that has one of them Raven crossbows. That's quite a rig right there. I was shooting like nailheads at 80 yards. I mean, it was like mm. unbelievable. All right, so uh, I want you to get started from the beginning and just tell me how this whole hunt went down. I mean, I, I've been anxious to hear about it for all week. Well, uh, once I finally got uh well, I, I started out, I, I bought a camper so I could go down and camp out, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, so, as I was pulling this camper home, uh, it, it, the front end started coming apart on it. <laughs> I'm assuming so, it wasn't yeah, a new camper. No, I couldn't afford a new one. Yeah. I was I getting ready to say, man, you went all in on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, well, I did spend everything I had. No. I could have bought a hunt to, you know, anywhere on an exclusive elk hunt for probably cheaper than what I had in this. <laughs> Yeah, but you wouldn't have done it in Missouri. Exactly. That's true. But, yeah, that thing started coming apart, and I I spent a couple of weeks trying to repair it, and it was like, mm, it's been down the wire. And so I wound up borrowing a buddy's camper and uh, took off down there uh, about two and a half weeks before season started. And my brother and his stepson went with me, and we hunted around, and, uh, first night we got there, there was only one that we saw after we left Peck's Ranch and then we drove around through the fields and stuff, just looking around and we got our headlights on one. It was like nine o'clock at night and it was a monster. It was, but it was way out there. It was, it was oh, 300 yards and, uh, I couldn't see it real good, but I saw it was really wide on its rack. So I tried to tried to uh, zoom in with my phone camera and it, with the headlights, you know, in the dark. I wanted to get a picture of tried. I got pictures of it. And then I went back to look at them and I was like, man, I can't even tell what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a big one, though. But, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's the last I saw anything like that. That that did get me all hyped up though, you know, from those little ones I saw, I was like, Man, I don't know if I'd shoot something like that. Like I I shouldn't have been like that, but the five by four was decent and I was like, uh I don't know if I'd shoot that. I gotta I gotta be days. real honest. If it was legal, I'm probably shooting it. I mean I you get so it seems kinda like a once in a lifetime deal there. I know, I didn't think about that. I was I was just. Well, how long was I the know, season? I, was I mean, a rack on the wall and a big pile of meat. And, oh yeah. yeah. Now, how long is the elk season? Uh, it's nine days for bow season, and then nine days in December for gun season. Okay, so you really didn't have a whole lot of time. I mean, no, <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. So what? Uh, yeah, I went. We done hunting, you know, and. We never seen another one. Uh, well, my my brother steps out of the city saw two in the field he was in. We went to three different fields 
you know, kind of next to each other. And uh, there's a lot of deer and a lot of turkey, but didn't want to shoot any of them. And uh, I just didn't want to disturb anything, really. Uh, I was focused on them. They would have shot deer and turkey if they got close enough. But me, I didn't even care. I was I was focused on that elk, trying to figure it out. So uh, that was that was you know the pre-hunt. Um, so then uh, they they spent two days down there with me, and they left. And I wound up staying there. You know, it was about two and a half weeks before season. And what it was, uh, I was I'd planned on staying at uh, oh one of the places Gene Gilkey, who shot one last year got a hold of me and he told me about a place that had a camper hooked up and all this and I, I wanted to be comfortable well that didn't work out because of the camper deal I had and I didn't get it reserved in time so one of the other five elk hunters wound up getting a hold of it there's nowhere to nowhere to camp down there I mean you can't have they don't have the setup for campers to pull in and hook up and so I wound up, uh, we found this place on top of a hill out in a close to an area that we really liked on the Onyx map. And we checked on the Onyx and found the owner of the land. And my brother went down and talked to him. And I said, sure, you can park up there, you know. Had a pavilion and everything on top of a hill. The only place in the whole area that had cell signal. <laughs> <laughs> So it was pretty cool. There wasn't no electricity, and the water tank in the camper I borrowed uh, uh, leaked all the water out that I put in the tank. So I was, it was about like tenting it almost. You so know? you was you, you was roughing it for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you were roughing. Then, you were roughing it in style. Like you had yeah, half of it. Well, but. I didn't even stay in the camper much. I stayed out in the woods. I lived out in the woods because I needed to figure this thing out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before, and I, I I kept not finding sign, not seeing anything, and it was, yeah. I was pumped, you know, for the two weeks I was there, but boy, it's like, man, where's he at? How did I find him? So I, I started working my way around different places up the other side of the current river to log yard area all the way up to Ellington and uh, I found a couple spots over there people said right over by the log yard campground and uh guy said yeah one of them came up here yesterday morning right here behind the bathroom big and I was like oh man that's where I need to be <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'd already got set up and I was I was like, well, that'll be a backup plan, you know. And so I, I set up a, a blind just inside the woods, outside of one of these three fields that uh, that we'd set in before. And uh, it was, uh, well, that was, I'd, went, I'd set in it off and on, you know, through the two and a half weeks. And man, I just wasn't having any good luck. Seeing deer all the time. I, I almost shot one of them, but no, no, no. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 
I started, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen, you know. I've scouted the three counties up here where you can hunt them, you know, and uh, talked to some locals, and I've had several people say, oh, man, I'll come help you find them. And some of them say, I, I got a trail cam with a bunch of big ones. They even show me pictures, and he told me where to go. And uh, he said he'd go up there with me, and, but he never showed up and couldn't get a hold of him again. I wound up going up in there a few times and checking it out. And uh, it was way up the mountain, up a four-wheeler path. Onyx map said like four and a half, five miles that I drove back up the mountain, which takes hours, you know, on a, on a four-wheeler path with a long bed four-door four-wheel drive truck. <laughs> yeah. That's not an easy, easy feat. No, and I'd say it got a little bumpy. Yeah, and the corners, you know, the, yeah, I had to had to knock, knock a sapling or two down, too. <laughs> Did you beat your mirrors off the truck? No, nah, I folded them in. They, <laughs> that old one-ton Ford of mine, they stick out a long way, so I had to fold them in. But, yeah, I uh, I tried everything. I worked all the way through there, and it, it looked good up but. So here it comes. It's uh, opening day, and I go back to my blind and I sit there all day long. It's a, it's a great plot, you know. I just uh, sit there for two days and uh, nothing. No, I, I didn't. Once season opened up, I didn't even see a deer. <laughs> nothing. And that sounds like, like my oh, deer season. Boy. <laughs> it started getting a little discouraging and stuff and so the the third day which is Monday I went back up toward the top of the mountain because well there's a lot of traffic you know the bear hunters all in there and and deer hunters and there's road close by and they're running up and down the roads I guess looking for them and uh, so I thought I need to get somewhere away from civilization so i worked my way back up a few miles back up toward uh toward the mountaintop you know you think they're not mountains out here in missouri but you know when you're when you're talking about 600 feet they feel like mountains. Almost, when you're walking up mountains. them they feel like mountains <laughs> Just because it don't go 10,000 feet high, it's still the same elevation, you know, the the, the steepness. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, I went up there and uh, uh, went through this great big area, uh, a big old field. It's probably, oh, I don't know, 400 yards across and. Uh, I had a tree line down the middle of it. Then I went up past it a couple hundred yards and and pulled my truck in up in there. And then I walked up through there trying to find sign. I found a little bit of sign up here. So I uh, I, kind of just uh, walked around slowly through the woods and standing behind trees and sitting on logs and 
watching and waiting and, you know, move around a little more, try to find some more sign, worked up to the top of the little peak of this smaller mountain. And, uh, man, this is a nice view up here. Looking at all the other little mountain peaks around there. Watching and looking and not seeing nothing. Sit up there for a couple hours and then work my way back down to a couple hundred yards from the, uh, that field edge where it looked like some good paths were going and I found some elk droppings and so I sit there most of the day from then on and, uh, then it was like, man, I'm more at two and a half weeks living in the woods. So uh, I did like the, the YouTube video show, you know, the milk hunters always take naps in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So I fell asleep on a log out there in the woods for a couple of hours and, and woke up oh, about four o'clock. And uh, I was like, hmm, one thing came by me while I was sleeping. So, uh, yeah, so I, I sat there for a while, about another hour and a half or so, and nothing was happening. And I was glassing through the tree, you know, it's thick as crap, so uh, it's it's hard to see, but you can look through the little peepholes here and there. And uh, I saw nothing, man, and so I slowly just started walking down. I was getting getting real frustrated come it's getting close to six o'clock and uh i was like lord i don't know if this is gonna happen <laughs> i mean i made the draw i'm here and uh i said lord if it be your will i i'll see one i, I was like uh i'm tired it's almost dark I started walking out of this wood line, and bang, there's a uh, six by six with seven or eight cows pushing right through this field, working right toward me. It's, it sucker looked like an elephant, you know? <laughs> looked like an elf. I'm used, <laughs> I'm used to seeing deer, you know? This yeah. thing was giant. So, yeah, and I had this uh, ultimate predator mounted on the front of my uh, – Ultimate Predator uh, elk decoy mounted on the front of my bow, and that sucker when I stepped out of that tree line, he's walking along with his cows and he just looks over at me. He never even really missed a beat, and then just took a couple more steps, keep on going, and I let her fly. He's about forty five yards from me, and he whirled around and uh, uh, took off. So I sat there for about an hour. It just started getting dark now. And I mean, it, it was after about an hour, it was dark. And then I reached in my pocket and my flashlight, my good spotlighted headlight, you know, it was the button got pushed in my pocket and it was dead. So I had to pull out one of my spares with Arbor Freight flashlight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I went out there where I shot it, man. I couldn't find any sign of blood. I had a lighted knock on my arrow. I knew it flew straight. I did, but it just like disappeared on me. I, I I didn't see where it hit him. I heard it go thump, and he whirled and ran. 
to that tree line that runs through the little finger of trees that run through the middle of the field. I sit there an hour and I went and looked and no blood, no blood and can't can't see real well. Man, what am I gonna do? <laughs> you know? It was a cool night. Luckily the night started getting cool finally. And uh yeah so I I I moved on down to the finger of trees and then when I got to the other side of that finger of trees and in the other side of that field, there he is laying down in about two and a half, three hundred yards on the other side of the field, uh, laying down out there. Hmm. I shine my light over there. He picks his head up. He puts it down. He picks it up. I said, I must have hit him. He <laughs> wouldn't just be laying there. Right. So, so I sat there for a couple more hours and then I walked over there to where he was. And he wasn't there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I seen where they was laying down. Uh, so the, the mashed down stuff. And so then I heard him. I heard him walking over in that tree line back over toward where I shot him. You know, because they don't walk real quiet. Mm, no, I could imagine. But, uh, yeah, so I thought, well, it wasn't as good a shot as I might have thought I hit him, but which I'd practice and practice every single day. You know, I was, I, I could hit a quarter anywhere you put it between 20 and a hundred yards. So I didn't even, when I, when I stepped out on him, I didn't have time to range him, you know, and I, I just, it was instinct anyway, by then it's like, he's about 40, 50 yards and I raised it up. I don't even remember. I can't even remember seeing which, which spot I put it on, but I'm sure I put it between the 40 and the 50. And Must have been the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I went on back to the camper, and I was, I was beat, man. And I was, I was excited, but I was a little bit nervous, like, crap. So I don't know if I made a good shot. And I thought, Lord, if, if it's your will, uh, that thing will be up here. So uh went home, went to the camper and uh, tried to get some sleep. Even though I'm tired, I'm worrying and thinking about every possibility that could have went wrong or something. And, oh, man, it was about probably 3 o'clock in the morning before I got uh, got to sleep. And uh, I usually get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and start hunting. So, yeah, I, I fell asleep at 3, and I didn't get up till 8. And I was like, oh, Christ. Oh, no. I rushed to get my stuff on, man. I boogied on up there. And uh, I, I pull up the road that goes up through the mountain, you know, and across this field. And as I pulled out of the edge of the woods into the field, I saw five buzzards swirling around. I said, well, there he is. Mm -hmm. I went up there and sure enough, he was laying there and uh, I didn't even know it. They told me later uh, a bear hunter had come across it and found it, called in the conservation, reported it. And uh, anyway, I I found him and I was hooting and hollering. I was (laughs) praising the Lord for this thing, you know. 
Yeah, and so I took a few pictures and stuff. Then I, uh, man, I like to go up to the top of the mountain and check this in because there's no signal and I, I telechecked it, but it was an offline check and you got to go like get service to finalize it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't about to leave my elk. I was like, no. So I climbed up in a tree about 18, 20 foot trying to get signal so I could telecheck this thing and call some help. Well, I couldn't get no signal. And I was up in that tree, and here come five rangers, five uh, conservation agents pulling <laughs> up in that field. <laughs> it was like my first instinct was, oh, crap, what did I do wrong? Yeah, what did I do? yeah exactly. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been in trouble before. It's like the SWAT team coming from all sides, you know. And they, yeah, they like, well, where is he? They found me up in the tree. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Then you had to yeah, explain yeah. yourself. <laughs> yep. They said, well, Bear Hunter reported there's a elk playing up here dead. And they come to investigate. And I was like, yeah, shot him last night and couldn't find him. And come back this morning to find him. And there he is. And I'm trying to trying to telecheck him so I can, you know, because yeah. I knew nobody had gotten one let yet. And I was, uh, I got to get it checked in so I can be the first one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, don't worry about it. You're the first. Yeah. You're the first I've <laughs> ever found So you can go tree. ahead and climb down now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that's what they told me. <laughs> They said, they said, consider it checked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That is great. But they were, yeah, they were great. I'm guessing um, they helped you get it out of there. Yeah, they were great with that, too. It was, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, was by, I was by myself. Luckily, you know, it ain't like out, out west, you know, you can pretty much drive up to almost put him in your tailgate mm-hmm. yeah we we cut him up there you know because he was 800 pounds we couldn't lift him into the truck anyway right i was gonna say i don't care if you get your tailgate to him or not i don't think you're gonna get him in there <laughs> what was your thoughts when you found him and put your hands on his antlers man i this is, I said, this is a magnificent animal i said thank you god this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime deal, and I uh, thank you. I'm hoping the buzzards didn't yeah. get to him too bad. Uh, they didn't They didn't make their way down yet, and his his meat was still good. Yeah. yeah it was cold. I've been, I've been eating it every single day. Matter of fact, I made a burger just before you called me. <laughs> it doesn't know good either, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, I've yeah. I've steaks. I've ate burgers. I, I had a roast. I did I did a crock pot with a big old roast in it with taters and carrots, and I've been eating on that for four or five days. It's like, Dang. man, I ain't. <laughs> so I got to ask you this. <laughs> From my uh, observation, are you a single man? Yep. That Because yeah. if I stayed in the woods for two and a half weeks, I'd be a single man too, but I'm actually married right now. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be oh, newly yeah, single. I yeah. ask permission. The only permission I had to ask was... Uh, I play on the worship team at my church, and I said, I, I got to have some time off. I yeah. need somebody to fill in for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's amazing. That, that was the best story I could have asked. I mean, <laughs> to have to climb up the tree and the conservation come and all that, it's just great. That's awesome. It, it, it was pretty comfortable. I wish I had, man, I, I videoed like, oh, every day I was out in the woods, you know, I took little videos like leading up to it. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to post a YouTube video someday, you know. Well, there you go. And then, and but nobody, nobody came with me. Somebody was supposed to be with me to, you know, film it. And I was by myself, and I there wasn't no way I was going to pull a camera out before I shot this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We may I have to. We may have to check well, out some of this video you got. We may be able to help you out with that YouTube deal. If you if you had a camera, the elk probably would have never showed up. Oh, that's a guarantee. Probably. <laughs> every time yeah, I take I a camera, have... which is every time I go to the woods now, it's just like I, I've had a tough year deer hunting this year, and well, I'm going to blame it all on the camera. It's it's really not the camera's fault, but I'm going to blame it because there was nobody with me to blame except for once, and it really wasn't your his fault. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my fault. But no, that's a it's right. a crazy crazy deal there. That that's amazing, and that's you know, to, for us to be able to hunt elk in Missouri is just we, we you know we talked to a guy last week that killed a black bear, uh, then the third oh, black yeah. the third black bear ever in Missouri, and did any of them get him with a bow yet? I don't think so. I don't Not think yet, so. No. There you go. You better put in for a tag next year. You can kill a bear that's, with your bow. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. Well, you know what? I hope you get it. And if you do, we've got to figure out some way if we could come film that. I don't know, just for fun or whatever, but that would be the craziest. I mean, I don't know if I can live in the woods for two weeks with you, but we might donate a GoPro to you or something, let you take it with you. There you go. Yeah, if I'd had a GoPro, it'd been on all the time. You know, oh, I'd yeah. have balanced in my boat. Yeah. Well, that's but, that's a, the, the ending. thing is, I don't know how you find bear. I never saw one the whole time I was I out living in the woods. I couldn't tell you either. I mean, I've seen one bear. I haven't never seen an elk, but I have seen a bear. We had a bear up here. We live right here close to Lake of the Ozarks, and I had a little black bear close to my house over the summer we seen, but I couldn't tell you how to find one and hunt one. I mean, I can barely kill a deer. I don't even <laughs> – I'm having a hard <laughs> enough – I'm having a hard enough time doing that this year, so the bears, I don't know. But they've well, killed a I got few of them. You know, I I, I kind of got depressed. Like I ain't even hunted much in the last three or four years. You know, and it just I don't know. Life happens, you know, and I like didn't didn't really mean anything to me anymore. I guess. And, and now this just gave me the boost back, and I'm I'm wanting to go to the woods every day still, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's it's something like that'll definitely. I mean, like you said, you lived out there for a little while. I mean, you were you're in there with. I'll it. tell you right now, nobody deserved one, and I haven't talked to anybody else, but nobody deserved one more than you did because I guarantee nobody put as much time in as you have, from the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd have, I'd have saw more maybe if I'd have, if my plan would have went as as uh as i had planned you know i'd have been out there for two months that's my plan was to live out there for two months and learn everything about them yeah well i mean like we said this is probably a once in a lifetime opportunity so you gotta take full advantage of it i mean getting drawled again for one's pretty slim but 
Yeah, and you can't put in for it for ten more years. Right. So. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm gonna have to put in, in for it. I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna have to try it. All these people I've been talking to, it just sounds crazy. I mean, it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, we've always all me and Matt both here have always dreamed of killing an elk, you know, and and we've always thought of going out west and doing it. We've never even, which of course, just till last year, you didn't have that opportunity. And now we can do it right here in our backyard. Well, not really our backyard. We had to travel a little ways, but it's just crazy. And it's, it's cool that it, people are actually, I think they had a hundred percent success rate on their elk tags last year. Right. Yeah. Yep. So all five of them got them with a gun. Right. So and all and, five, all five this year are out there bow hunting, but I hadn't heard, I, I heard a rumor that one other guy got one after I did young one, but I, I haven't, I, I mean, I haven't that. seen anything and the MDC is pretty quick to put, I can remember your picture like they, it was yesterday. So right, they can do it. They can stay private with the MDC. Oh, okay. So if they didn't want nobody to know, I guess. But yeah, if who's the landowner or something, he can stay private. Yeah, but I, I don't. Yeah. You know what? It's just yeah that that conservation agent. He had a story wrote and posted before we before we even started cutting the deer up. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, it's pretty incredible story. I mean, yeah, you got to look at it through their point of view too. They wandered up on this elk that they didn't know if it'd been poached or or just died or whatever. Yeah, and then there's some guy in a some tree. Some guy in a tree. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just then, great. Then they just want to be a part of it then, you know, because it's oh, part yeah. of history. You oh, know? yeah. And Absolutely. It, you know, and they're just excited about Then people kind of get the wrong idea on conservation agents. You know, they're just excited about this. They wouldn't be doing this if it didn't need to be done. So right. they want you to be successful. Everybody thinks that they don't want people to kill these animals. You know, like the we talked to the guy last week about the bear. He got all kinds of help from the MDC, you know, before and after. You know, and it, and just like you said, they helped you get it in or get it out of there and all that stuff. You know, they're they're all about they're doing this for a reason. So, yeah, most of the info that I got on mine was I after being up there for a couple of weeks, a couple of days before the hunt started, I set up a meeting with uh, Aaron Hildreth, the elk biologist there, and uh, had lunch with him and talked to him for about an hour and. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, I'd been up at the top of the mountains and in all the wrong places, you know? Yeah, because, like, if somebody was to tell me go out and go elk hunting tomorrow, I wouldn't even know where to what, begin. Yeah, what kind of territory or terrain they like to be in, or, I, you know, I, I know how well, to hunt only, white tail deer. Got, you only got those three counties you can go to, and it's, it's all kind of mountainous. Yeah, which, I, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. that's what they kind of like. I mean, that's what they're in out west really is the mountain kind of i mean i know some parts of it is big bottom plains and stuff but for the most part you know even new mexico and all that stuff it's all mountains so, uh, uh, the elk in missouri is different elk than what they got out there yeah, yeah i've studied yeah. every youtube video there was thousands of them in the month before the hunt i mean i watched every video that's on youtube i sit here day and night night and day so, and uh, did finally, you, the closest thing I could come to, you know, was I found a, a couple of Kentucky elk and Arkansas elk yeah. videos that were the closest, you know, but they're still, that's what I was, that's so what that, I was going to ask you is if that, I think a lot of our elk have come from Kentucky 
in Arkansas and did your yeah. uh, did your elk have a, a, a ear tag or a, anything? No, that was mine. Was between five and six years old, and it was born and raised in the wild. They That's, said it was so that was a Missouri, oh, Missouri elk. elk. I mean, that thing was born that and was raised a in Missouri. Missouri elk. Yep. That's, that's even that's, better. That's pretty cool. Yeah. See the guy that I killed asked him, I said, I said, what do you do if uh, it has a collar or a tag in their ear? You know, he said, well, you shoot it. He said, yeah, we'll get that like out later. Other. He said, <laughs> he said, we can't get our diagnostics right. You know, if, yeah. if people think they can't kill those. Right. And that's something else people get confused, you know, because they do tag deer in radio call. Oh, Michael Waddell, five, ten years ago, killed one with a radio caller, and everybody kind of gave him some slack about it. But the biologist is like, no, shoot him. We want to know what this deer did or what that elk did in its lifespan. We want to know where it went and how far it traveled and what happened. You know, it died. It got killed. So what all did it do? You know, they're trying to learn about these things, and... They can't do that yeah. if you, you know, it's not a bad thing to shoot something that's tagged or collared or anything like that. I right. mean, it's just like us shooting ducks that are banded. That's all research deal. You know, they want. Or the fish we catch. Yeah. You know, you catch spoonbill. Me and Matt do a lot of snagging for spoonbill and we've caught a couple fish with tags on them and it's a crazy deal on that. How far them things travel sometimes. So it's cool to, it's cool to learn all that. It, and you know, and that, which is yours is cool too. I mean, it's a natural born Missouri elk. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That, that really puts it all together. You know, it's like a gift from God. I got drew for the thing. I, I got to shoot the first one with a bow and I didn't even know this creature. And then it was a natural born and raised wild elk. Yeah. And it makes it all the better that you had to put that much work into it. I mean, I know at the time it didn't, it seemed like it really sucked, but it all, you know, that makes it even better in my opinion is having to do all that work and all that. And then having it come together and be successful. It just, it makes it pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I still, it was, it was looking pretty bleak. You know, I, I still give all the credit to God. I, I prayed every day for this, you know? Oh yeah. I, I, still, I still didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to get one or if I was going to see one in these nine days. Well, I mean, that should be a message for all the people listening on here and watching that don't give up. You know, it's not easy. It's nothing's ever easy. You know, if you're wanting to hunt a deer with a bow or anything with a bow, just don't give up on it and keep after it, you know, and learn from your mistakes. If you mess up, don't do that again. You know, it's only, you can only get better. Right. So don't give up on it. If you didn't kill one with your bow in the first nine days, was you going to go back with a rifle? Oh, yeah. Now, I imagine you probably yeah. could have uh, hunted with your bow during the rifle season, too, right? Well, if yeah. Yeah, you can hunt with a bow during rifle season, yeah. but I probably would have. I probably oh, would have uh, yeah. took my air, air rifle so I could. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and that's something else really I've got intrigued about you is you wanted to do it the hard way. You know, you didn't, you really wanted to do it some way that nobody else has done it. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yep. I mean, I, I'm not fit to uh, draw a bow back anymore. I used to do competition all the time, but I got a lot of back injuries and I can't pull that bow back. Or sometimes I can, but I didn't want to get out there. And well, yeah. You the did. Stress, stress of it and then not be able to pull my, my back kink up on me. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want a once in a lifetime opportunity like that and then can't get your bow back. Right. But. So, yeah. Hey, I've, I've been wanting to go spoon building forever. So maybe you should call me when you get ready to go sometime. Well, we, Hey, we happen to know a couple guys that aren't too bad at it. So we'll definitely have to get with you and do that. We, uh, we do yeah, it every, every year up here at the lake. It's a lot of fun. If you've never done it, you got to try it. They're pretty good. They're big fish and they're good to eat. I like eating them, but I've never caught one. Oh, well, we'll have to change that for sure. That right is no, no problem here. We'll get a hold of it. We'll just have to get with you here come March, sometime around March. I heard, I heard through the rumor mill that there was less elk applicants this year than there was last year. Well, I hope they yeah, keep getting heard, less and less because I'm going to start yeah. putting in for it. <laughs> See, before I went, I had heard through the grapevine that there was a hundred and some thousand put in. And then once I get mine and I talk to some officials, only 9,000 people put in this year. Really? About 20,000 put in last year. So, yeah, the odds are getting better. So, put in for it. Oh, I'm then. going to for sure. When? When it gets down to four, I might, I might be able. To <laughs> it only costs you ten. <laughs> it only costs you ten bucks, Justin. Come on now. It gets down yeah, to four. Yeah, but you know, I still won't get drawled if I was the only fourth person. So, <laughs> hey, brother, all you gotta do is pray, man. There you go. Put a little prayer with that ten dollar bill. There it you works. go. It didn't get a hurt. All right, Chris. Well, yeah, I appreciate you giving us your time and telling us your story. That was pretty good. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Well, hey, I tell you what. Here come about March, we'll get a hold of you and see if we can get you on them shovel-faced fish and let you maybe even film it for you. Awesome. Can I shoot it with a boat? <laughs> we can get him to the boat, and if he's legal, you can shoot him all you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, I appreciate coming on the show with us, man. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Yep, you too. You too. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this break. Hi, folks, this is Matt Smith of Ozark Traditions TV. I hope you are enjoying this OTTV podcast. When you're not listening to the team members discuss hunting strategies and telling stories, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch your favorite episodes there. And while you're on the web, head on over to our Facebook page and give us a like. Thanks for listening to this week's OTTV podcast. Hunting with my family. Who could ask for more? Now let's get back to the show with this week's fan submitted question for the OTTV team members. All right, guys, welcome back. We're uh, going to take a question from Danny from Lebanon. This is Danny out of Lebanon. I'd like to ask the OTTV guys, when hunting out of a tree stand, what is the preferred height that you'd like to sit? All right. Now, Matt's hunted with me just a little bit here, and I can kind of get a little crazy on the height of my tree stand because uh, I'm scared to death these deer are going to see me. I don't like the deer wandering through the woods looking up at me it just i don't know so i usually i usually almost all my tree stands that i'm not with the climber i usually am at least 25 foot high if i can go 30 i'll do it i've been 
probably stupid high in a climber before. I know I've hunted 40 foot before. And the only reason I went that high was because where I was hunting, there's a big steep hill. And these deer was going to come down right at me. And I was like, man, if I stay down there low, they're going to be looking at me. So I made it way high. But 25 feet is kind of my area. I mean, if I can go 30, I'll do it. So I like to be high, I guess is what my answer would be. I I prefer those sets when they're just a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, you know, I I build I build almost all my uh, own ladder stands and stuff. And so all of them that I build are 17 to 18 feet to the platform yeah. where you stand. Yeah. And, and you hunt out of mainly ladder stands. Right. And then, you know, for the cameraman, we'll hang a hang on next to that ladder stand. And so they're just a little bit higher. But, you know, 17, 18 feet to me to the platform is plenty high. I've got a couple that are 20 footers. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think that's plenty high enough. You know, I mean, I've, I've killed... I've killed deer out of stands in sets just because of how it worked out. They were lower and still. Well, and had, that's what I was just getting ready to say, which we'll let Justin answer the question before I get into this. But Justin, what is uh, your preferred height? Two foot. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I set in a chair on the ground. So anybody that doesn't know Justin, he is a ground blind hunter. So you know, and nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, it's the safer easier i mean me and matt sat in the ground blind last and had the best hunt of the year i mean other than not killing the deer but right uh i i sat in the ground blind because it's easier for me to move i can yeah i don't have to tear one down put it up you know i can just 40 minutes i can have one put up and five miles down the road setting it up again yeah so well and like you talking about movement if you're, you're <clears throat> a self-filmer so you got to move around a lot you know, and you can get away with a lot of that in a ground blind. I mean, you can move around and do that kind of stuff. So they definitely have and their you, advantages. And when you fall asleep, you don't have that far to fall. Yeah, well, that now, is true. Well, now we are wearing a harness always. Yes, always. But hey, okay, it's not as abrupt wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as scary. I'm it? just hoping that harness holds me. Right, yeah. I don't know if anybody's met Matt Miller, but if you've watched the show, he's not the smallest guy in the woods. So, I I don't know. I think it that'll hold yeah, you. I also prefer big trees. Yes, if I'm people watching and listening here, uh, he picks a tree that if you can touch your fingers just barely, it's too little. It's too small. You got to throw the strap around it and catch it, and try hanging a hang on like that. You know. One arm holding the hang on up there, and you're slinging the ratchet around there. It's I, it's the best. I like. I'm like, man, Matt wants to hang tree stands a day. It's going to be great. Can't wait. <laughs> but and another, you know, what I was going to talk about was to me on how high you get is how's the cover. Right. If you've got a tree that's got leaves all over it, you don't just get in them pile of leaves. You know, like early season, fifteen foot usually you can hunt it. Well, like that one set that I used to have up there along the easement road. Yeah, um, was in that big white oak, right? And you know, about 13, 14 feet. Yeah, but you was, were invisible, though. Right, beautiful limbs to get up in. And, and so if you you're gonna in. hunt, uh, like in a cedar tree, cedar trees, you don't have to get very high. You know, the big old walnuts and the big sycamore, a sycamore tree is the worst. I mean, I hunt out on my tree. Yeah, cedar tree. You know, Christmas trees. I've never seen somebody put a tree stand on a cedar tree. Oh, I have, man. I've cleared like. You just cut a hole in them and hang hang on. You don't even need steps, but you're invisible. I've 
<clears throat> I've sat underneath them rifle hunting. No, oh, yeah. Well, well and you're, you're, you're a ground blind but, hunter. Cedar trees should be your best friend because you can hide ground blinds in cedar trees. Yeah. Yeah, but they make so much noise rubbing up against it. It's hard to hear. Yeah, well, you can't hear out of a ground blind anyways. That's my take on that. I just, no. They're the best. Yeah. You can't see and you can't hear. <laughs> I don't know. But to me, how high your stand's going to be is just the situation you're in. If you're in a big old river bottom and the trees are real tall, you probably need to get up there pretty yeah. good ways. But if you're in a thicket or, a, you know, edge of a field and it's got a lot of canopy and a lot of cover behind you, man, just don't overthink it. 15, 20 foot at the most, 20 foot, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, at the most, 20 feet. Right. I mean, obviously, when it comes to tree stands, you want to be safe. So, you know, here I am joking around. And I'm not joking. I've hunted 40 foot in a tree before out of my climbing stand. I've done it not the safest thing in the world and back in them days i don't even think i owned a safety harness so right yeah uh but if you don't i remember i remember climbing up some trees and getting in the white of the tree and sitting there yeah how'd you get your camera arm attached to the tree when you did that i i didn't have one exactly yeah. when we hunted like that we wasn't worried about filming stuff that's back when we just went hunting you know and life was good the big bucks showed up all the time we killed them we posted them on facebook well at that time i think it was myspace right yeah that was back in the cool well, days now we we, we back, see big bucks and we even film big bucks we just back in my day we didn't have some reason we just can't kill one of course back in that day a big buck was if he had four on one side i remember when the four point restriction come out he was a big one Right. You know, I four corns they didn't stand a chance around me then. But but no, that's my take on tree stands is what's your cover like? Just get up where you're hid cuz you know, you want something. And like Matt was talking about having a big tree. Big trees will help when the deer are looking right at you, they can't pick you out. They can't skylight you, I guess is right. what a lot of guys it, call it, it. It breaks up your silhouette. Yeah. So for me, I need a bigger tree. Right. But that really doesn't mean you need to get real high. You know, Danny's question was how high. Right. Well, if you've got a tree and a lot of, one like we've been talking about, if you got a lot of cover, you don't have to be high. Now, it's nice to be high. Here's my deal. What I try to do is I try to stand in the woods and I'm thinking, okay, I'm a deer and I'm just looking straight ahead. And I try to look 50, 60 yards ahead of me and how high up in that tree can I see without looking up? Like what's a deer's view? And then I try to get just a hair above that. So, you know, it, it, every, every place is different. You got some places that's steep and the deer are going to be coming down at you, which is the worst case scenario for a tree stand. If they're coming up, you're good. If they're coming down behind you or next to you and you're right, that's never works out. They always see you and deer aren't blind. They don't see the best in the world, but they're not blind. You know, they can, they can spot you pretty easy, especially them old does. I know everybody's like, oh, the big bucks are me and Matt which we'll tell this story at another time, but this big old nanny goat boys, she's had us pegged from day one and just caught us. But yeah. you know, so you got to be hid. You got to, that's the main thing. It's not really a high thing. It's how good are you hit and wind? You know, sometimes if you get away up there, you can get away with a bad wind. Sometimes I've done that before because I wanted the wind to blow over top of them and it has, and it eventually will suck down in there if you don't got a strong wind. But you know, for the most part, if you've got a wind, a pretty strong wind it'll stay above them a lot so you just on a on a side note with the old nanny goat busting you if they bust you once in a tree they're gonna keep busting you in that tree 
you might as well move. I've learned if if you get busted by an old deer, an older deer, you might as well. And you don't have to move far, you know, maybe 30 yards to the right or left. But in that tree, she's going to walk through there. He's going to walk through there and check that out for at least that season. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully that answers Danny's question and we. We certainly appreciate him sending it in. Yeah, we do. We appreciate all you guys. You know, every week we try to get a new question for the podcast. Uh, all we're doing is trying to make this thing grow and get better. And we, we need, you know, if you want to comment on our Facebook and let us know what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong, we need to hear all of it, guys. Because we're, we're like today we decided we're going to film this thing, you know, so you guys can kind of see us and talk to or can't talk to us, but you can see us and see how. I don't know. We just thought maybe it'd be a little better element to do that. We're just going to try to keep getting better and better. Maybe one of these days we'll get Justin to move down here to the lake and we can all be together. <laughs> the, the property's not too bad. I mean, it's like 4,800 an acre if you find some can cheap I, stuff. Can I pick all my land up and move it? Sure, because then we'd try. have somewhere to hunt. No, but... I heard, did you hear the crickets? Yep. I did. I heard crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you got any comments, anything, just get on our Facebook or, or message the page, anything. Let us know what we could do different. We're trying to get better at this. We're trying to do things better. So just let us know. And if you have a question, just get a hold of any of us, Matt Smith, Matt Miller, me, TJ and Justin, or just comment on the Facebook page. Let us know your question and we'll try to answer it to the best we can. So, uh, if you, if you listen to your podcast or our podcast on Apple, go to Apple and leave us a review. Yeah. That'll help other people notice us. Just help Apple. us get out there, man. Just help us get out. People start, other people start listening and then hopefully it'll just go from there. So, we but, may we may start doing some stuff if it if the reviews pick up and stuff we may start doing some things. Oh yeah. yeah, we're all I'm always wanting to get better. So whatever we got to do to get better, I'm I'm all for it. But all right guys, well uh thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We'll have another one for you next week and uh next week's is going to be really good actually. I want to talk about this for just a second. I got a kid uh his name's Hunter Cornman. And he had a heart transplant and I've been kind of me and Matt, I kind of been keeping up with him on Facebook and we're going to try to take him snagging this year, which I won't talk about too much, but we'll save it for next week. But this guy's already done some crazy stuff, you know, and it's a really cool story. So we're going to have him on the show next week. So be sure to tune in and listen to that one. It'll be a good one. So, yeah, but I want to thank uh, Chris for coming on today and talking about the elk. I mean, crazy we had a guy killed a bear and we just had the guy with today we had chris with the elk i mean missouri has it's really it's coming up in the world it's coming up in the world next thing we know we'll be hunting caribou or something i don't know (laughs) but that was really cool talking to him about all that so all right guys we'll make sure to tune in to us next week and thanks for listening to the ottv podcast Ozark Traditions TV would like to thank you for joining in to this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in on our next weekly podcast as we bring the outdoors inside. From all of us at Ozark Traditions TV, we thank you for listening. And remember, if you see us out in God's country, stop us. We'd like to meet you. Traditions in the great outdoors.